Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is entitled, The Missed Opportunity. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we find ourselves once again recording on a Monday. But I think it's probably okay because I think we've both been working uh, this morning. Is that correct? Yes. And and it's a busy Monday. So we're like finding moments in between breaks, lunch, grabbing fast, and then doing our podcast taping in between. Uh, it's a busy day. And which is difficult for us because we're kind of long winded. So we don't like to curtail the podcast, but uh, I think our window, we should be okay today. I think we're good. Yes, that's for sure. So uh, let's move along. Uh, We've both been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. And we're going to start at the perspective of the employee. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and model for us and mentor us in dealing with those situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Yes, always a good discussion. Even for a Monday. Even for a Monday. Uh, I got to say, like, you know, I've already done a a presentation this morning online and stuff. So I'm I'm good. And I had a reasonable night's sleep. But uh, it it wasn't until we turned on the tape that I realized, oh, this this is another Monday, Alistair. Well done. Yeah. You know, the days flow into days. You don't know what day is what. What's a weekend? I think it's actually... uh, I think it's actually maybe another topic, you know, how do you, how do you create space in work these days? Because we are finding that people are flowing and it's it, when you're working out of your house, when you're working remote in particular, um, the boundaries are all blurred. And uh, the, one of the biggest things for mental health and a whole bunch of other things are uh, folks trying to figure out how to uh, put the boundaries, how to shut down, uh, how to renew because uh, uh, we're not doing that anymore. And therefore, days, uh, what used to be the start of a week, Monday, just kind of disappears because you don't know what day is what day. You're getting off track, but I, I really like this topic. So I have a perfect solution to this. Uh, most of the people I do work for, they want me to work on their laptops. They want to send me a piece of equipment. So I just shut it. So, you know, like we're we're on my personal system here, but... Uh, a lot of the contracts I do for security and all sorts of reasons, they send me a laptop to work off of. And uh, so like, you know, I've got my laptop open with all the accoutrements around it. But uh, one of the people I'm working for right now, I, you know, I have their laptop on my desk and it's closed and that monitor is off as well. So for me, I, I think the solution to that is uh, it's a very physical thing and it just kind of sets the tone that, okay, I'm not working for them right now. You know, this is talking, not ranting. This is something we do, but I find that is helpful for somebody like me where it's very much a visual thing. Uh, it's shut, so I'm not working. I think that's a great idea. And I think a lot of people are doing that. You know, they have a, they actually shut down their computer and that's like the end of the day. It's like locking your door. Uh, those are things, but it's habits. You have to build those habits and those strengths. And, you know, not, most things, most things can wait until the Monday. You know, it's, it's, it's us that thinks they can't. And, uh, and by, by responding on the weekends, it then creates the expectation and the habit. So yeah, lots of good learnings there. Yeah. And my weakness is a lot of the, uh, 
ways of communicating with the people I work for is on my is on my cell phone. So I'm not out of the woods yet. I, I now have to show some restraint because I can see things on my on my cell phone. Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. So uh, it sounds like we've already done that episode, but I think <laughs> yeah, exactly we should. That's a little bonus episode in between. A bonus, yeah, a little vignette within uh, the podcast. But maybe it is something we need to talk about and develop a little bit. But in the meantime. Let's get back to the missed opportunity. Your manager or boss gives a speech or a talk or a series of speeches or talks and you experience some or all of the following. It is about them. It's not genuine. There doesn't appear to be any real reason for the talk. They aren't really good at it. They don't really prepare and are kind of winging it. And they aren't dealing with the relevant issues at hand. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, uh, especially, and this is accelerating in these times because there is so much stuff going on. There is so uh, important conversations that we need to be having. Uh, and when something like this comes out of the blue, it just, it just distances you from the rest of the team. Uh, they, you know, you, the, you lose respect because uh, it, there's not a connection to it. And, you know, sometimes in these things, there might be a connection, but if they don't, if they don't help people see the connection, then it doesn't really matter. It just seems like a disconnect. So, you know, it's like a waste of time. I got so much going on. Why did I have to do this? So next time they want to say something, um, you're less engaged. You know, you're going to find excuses uh, you are going to uh, be frustrated. None of that is good in our current environment of talent shortages and overload. I've seen some people do a really good job on these talks. And even though they might be talking about some very challenging things, but I've also seen some people give just terrible talks it's like, why are we here? This is about you. And I, I, I kind of look at it like a TV show. Uh, I can be frustrating to watch TV with because within two or three minutes, like I've already decided whether I want to watch this. Well, it's the same when I'm listening to somebody talk. Like if they're just rambling on about whatever and there seems no point to it and they're not good at it. And uh, like, why is this important to me? Um, you know, I decide pretty quickly and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. And it's it's just so important to do this well. You know, even if you're having a hard discussion about something, it's still important to have a good discussion. You're there to communicate it isn't there about you. It's not your self-gratification. It's about, you know, imparting some information to some other people to include them in something so that you can all move forward to wherever you're going towards. Yeah, and, you know, it really comes down to, as a manager, really understanding what your role is. And your role is to create the space that people can be the best they can be, uh, to deliver the results and the goals of the organization which you've set up. So any time you have together, thinking about that and almost questioning in your mind, is this topic, idea, time together going to be valuable? Is it going to um, create the space for my team to be the best that they can be, to release their potential, to deliver results that we're supposed to do? Um, and that, you know, that might not be directly related to results. Uh, it might not be a specific work thing. It might be a, a personal mental health strengthening, those kinds of things, but it all, it all comes down to helping create the space 
for effectiveness to, to deliver what you need to deliver. That's what your role is. So the missed opportunities when you have these sessions with no direction um, uh, that is just about you, it again sends that total opposite message. True, true. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? And the first point, prepare for the event and let people know what is going to be about if you have that opportunity so that they can think about it ahead of time. Yeah, and I would add one just even before that to say, that would say, uh, question, be, be clear, is this event valuable? You know, like for, for sure. So is it, is, is it something that is going to create the space for people to release their potential, to deliver goals, uh, to be effective? Ask that question very first. And assuming that that question is yes, then prepare for the event. And I love, let people know what's going on. You know, we talked in an earlier podcast about the power of intention. And intention is just describing, here's what we're trying to do. Here is, here's what it's going to be about and why it's important. Oh, okay, those are good things. Then one, I'll be excited about coming probably, um, or at least I'll understand it and I'll be curious. And I know that you've been thoughtful about it. And make sure you are sure of what you feel about what you're talking about. And I, I've seen it's been embarrassing a couple of times because somebody is talking about something you tell. They're not on board with it. They've been forced to say it. And uh, the thing just comes off as a bit of a fiasco. And you're going, well, like if they don't, if they're having problems with what they're talking about and maybe they're confused, then, you know, what am I supposed to feel about this? Yeah. And you know what? often we think we are showing up better than we are, but if deep down we still have questions, if deep down we really don't understand it, if deep down we disagree with it, um, it is, it is, it's tough, man. It's really tough. And I, so I think, you know, sometimes you got to get to a point where you're, 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 you know, on a scale of five, if three is, I've got some questions, but I'll support it that's kind of where you need to get to, at least to the place that, yeah, I might have some questions, but I got to support, I'm on to supporting it, that's important. If you're not, figure out how to get there. Um, and if you can't, then boy, that gets tricky. Yeah, and it kind of leads into the next point is uh, be honest and open. And if you're struggling with whatever, you know, your task at hand is, then that might be difficult, but, uh, uh, I can certainly tell, you know, I get a sense of if somebody's being honest and open about what they're talking about. And I think, you know, I'm not the only one. People are pretty intuitive, and especially if they know you, uh, they're they're going to know whether, you know, you're not being straightforward. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, the other thing that's bubbling me up that I'm, I'm not sure is on our list, but it's it's uh, it's knowing what you can control too, you know, because you there might be something that you are, you have to um, talk about. And, and there's certain things within that that you can't control, but what can you can control and how do you set up the space to do that? Yeah. And if you don't know, you don't know, often, sometimes people will ask questions. Um, and, uh, you know, it's important if you don't know to tell people, listen, I don't know the answer to that question. Thank you for the question. I'm going to see what I can find out. Yeah. And in fact, that really models a great thing for your team members being um, saying, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And then being specific when you're going to get back to them is a, is a great thing. 
because it remains curious. It doesn't make you seem like a, a know-it-all. Um, I listened to a podcast recently where I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a SEAL, uh, um, uh, a famous, um, not SEAL. I'm not talking about our SEAL. <laughs> he was a famous uh, uh, SEAL in the United States. And he talked about, you know, we always, you always uh, hear, uh, I want you to bring, uh, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. And, and he said, you know what, he likes to uh, keep it very open. Bring questions, bring bring problems so we can bring it together. If you got ideas, that's good, but it is about being open and honest. And uh, I think that can, again, it's creating that environment that people will ask challenging questions because then you'll be able to go figure it out and support them in getting to where they need to go. When you were talking about SEAL, you're talking about a Naval Special Operations Operative. That is exactly what I was talking about. Thank you, sir. I'm here to help. And you're there to communicate. Whether it's one person or hundreds, it's about reaching people and giving them some information so they know what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, with that, it is if you are communicating, it is really understanding. And this goes a little bit to our very first point, preparing for the event, is understanding what's going on. Um, and and then how best do I need to communicate? So it is that, that preparing one I, that is so, so, so important. Um, you shouldn't wing things. I mean, you can wing things for a questioning and those kinds of things, but the more you can be prepared, the, the better it is. And this one is, um, cause, cause the last statement and what you just says, what is about reaching the people. You only reach the people when they're, then they're open to hearing and, and for them to be open to hearing, you need to understand what's going on and how best to communicate whether it's the one or a hundred. And if you're not good at humor, perhaps you should ease off on it then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are, there are some folks that just aren't good at it and it's, you know, it's want, want, want it's, it's, and, and it can spin out of control the wrong way too. You might think something's funny. And, um, and again, if you knowing who your audience is, um, Knowing who yourself is is really important, and this is one. If you're not great at jokes, don't 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 use them as a part of the process. There's other tools in your toolkit. It's part of the preparation uh, part of it too. Like if you're coming to talk about something that's like really serious that you know people have been waiting on, maybe it's a reorganization or you're merging with somebody else or whatever. It might not be appropriate, no matter how good at telling jokes you are. Right. And. If you're genuine, people see that, see that. And I, this is a big one for me on, uh, on this list there, there's somebody, and I can't say their name because I, I haven't been cleared to use their name, but there's a person that used to come, uh, in a place I used to work, uh, to speak to us a couple times a year because of our relationship to that organization. This person was from, and this person was so genuine. Uh, a lot of the th stuff we've talked about already. Uh, if, if they didn't know, they said that they they came. The whole purpose of coming was to keep the lines of communication open, and uh, they were just so genuine. And uh, uh, I, I saw you used to see this person a couple times down in the path system. So it's the underground passages and shopping areas and stuff underneath the city city of Toronto. That you know, when there's inclement weather, you don't have to go outside to go to the train to go home. And I would see this person say, "Hey, how's it going?" Of course, this person doesn't know who I am. I, I mean, I'm just one of 300 people that was sitting in a room somewhere. And, uh, uh, but I identified with this person. So every time I would see them, 
say, hey, how's it going? And of course, this person doesn't know who I am, but it was very nice. Oh, hi, how are you today and stuff? Just so genuine. And uh, you never thought that there was an agenda. This person was there just to, to speak to us and let us know what's going on. Uh, it was very clear that what uh, this person knew wasn't going on. And uh, when they got stumped by a question, say, listen, I don't know. That's a great question. You know, when I come back or I'll communicate back uh, if I can find out what that is. Just very, very good. And, you know, no, even though what we were talking about was pretty serious, this person was always genuine. Well, this is, again, coming back to that that preparedness. Because if you can think before you do something, not only what the topic is and what might come up and what are people feeling, you know, what's happening, you know, asking yourself, um, how do I want to show up? You know, what am I hoping in this session? If you do that preparation ahead of time, not only it'll help you kind of ground yourself because people, I was going to ask you when you say the word genuine, what does that mean to you? And I think what it means is, you know, you just have a sense that they're actually present with you, that they have good intentions, uh, that they're going to tell you the straight goods as much as they can, and they're open to, to listening. Those are things that bubble up for me around when you describe the genuineness of, of, of someone. And uh, sometimes it's, I think often, we need to be in the right mindset. Um, to, to be in that space. And so taking that time up front, I think is so, so important. At least for me, it is because that allows me to be more present than I can, people will see me as more genuine and more connected and more, more uh, willing to be open. And they're happy to see you. They're happy to talk about it. You know, you can tell when somebody's talking to you and they don't want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just tell they either they don't just don't like the opportunity or they don't like the subject matter or they don't don't like who told them to be there to talk about it. You can tell. Uh, and there's also uh, the obnoxious scale, right? There's sometimes people come and they're talking to you and it's like, oh, we're doing you the favor. No, mm-hmm. no, no, that's not it. And you know, there, I've just seen some, you know, just really talented men and women that when they talk to the troops, the troops are listening to them. Okay, this person is genuine. They're honest with us mm-hmm. and they're here to, to share some stuff with us. So, you know, I want to listen to what they're doing, what they're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. And take questions, at least some of them. Uh, nothing more frustrating than listen to somebody talk for 20 minutes. It's like, okay, see ya. It's a wrap. Maybe we have questions. I mean, in these types of situations, not everybody asks great questions. Sometimes you, you have the pleasers asking questions or making comments, which is fine, but it, it's so important to create an opportunity. Uh, different people are at, um, you know, different parts of the process and, uh, you know, maybe they, people have different, uh, levels of knowledge of what goes on in the, uh, in the organization. So it's just so important to create a, a place where people can ask some questions. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And make sure you leave time and, you know, in the virtual world, I would suggest that, uh, build in pockets for check-ins and questions throughout, because you really shouldn't be talking more than 10 minutes, uh, on the virtual situation or you'll lose people. So build in those pockets of opportunities to to question use different techniques like uh, chats to ask questions you know uh, or uh, whiteboards or you know there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can do it to allow people to ask questions versus having them speak out in front of everybody so leverage all all avenues yeah you know what I was at a series of meetings and uh, everybody's told to bring their their phones 
and they had an anonymous way that you could ask a question uh, because they really mm -hmm. wanted they wanted some they wanted real uh, insight to what people thought about this. So mm -hmm. everybody could sit there and the question would come up and they couldn't attribute it to anybody. And, uh, it was interesting the, the types of questions you got. And that shows me a lot of, uh, genuine character when people are willing to take anonymous questions because, uh, you know, the, the lids come off when that happens sometimes. I, I agree. And, you know, I've used uh, tools such as Mentimeter and, uh, you know, even on Zoom, it has some accessories there, some other things where people can, uh, vote, People can give polls and those kinds of things to check in. So there's multiple avenues to to enhance engagement and connectivity when you're we are you are sharing a topic of some kind. And it goes back to that preparation things. Am I here just to give them information, or do I want this to be a two way street and hear some stuff? So what do I want? And if I if I we're talking about something that's a kind of a difficult subject, and I want you know, feedback why we're doing it in terms of questions or or votes and stuff like that, then we better set up something so people feel comfortable to do that. If that's what we want, if that's what we're going out to do, then we should set it up. You know, there are going to be situations where you're just giving a 10 minute talk. Listen, this is what's going on. We don't have time for questions, but things are moving quickly. So I just want to give you all an update about where we are and we will continue to communicate with you about how things right. are going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this should be a healthy event. Even when you're discussing difficult things, it needs to be healthy, meaning you know, I'm going to bring my best to the, the table here and I, I appreciate you being here and I, I want to hear from you. Uh, so let's do it. I agree. I agree. And, you know, if there are questions that you can't handle or is not appropriate or things like that, you can always say, let me take that away. Uh, I'll follow up or, you know, yeah, like uh, you can manage it, but keep that healthy conversation going. And if it bombs, and it sometimes does, Try better next time. Or <laughs> I saw at a talk once, it started off and it was terrible. And the person walked away from the, the lectern, walked to the door, then turned around and came back and said, we're going to start again. And start again. Yeah. It was great. It just went like, oh, I am so like, I am so sorry. And actually, I think it's happened a couple of times in our podcast where, you know, I started off and I fumbled and thank goodness we have this catalog of all these other, you know, episodes that we've we've taped and we just went to an older one and, and sliced the beginning and put it in the in the front because I'd messed it up so badly. Uh, because, you know, you, your mind's going a, a million places and, you know, our conversations don't necessarily stay on track. And uh, so it's funny. So I've seen somebody just restart it went, I'm really sorry about that. Let's start again, shall we? And I like that. that, that to me, that actually shows the genuine character of this person. They went, you know, that was just crap. Let's start again. I want yeah. this to go right. Yeah. And you know, that vulnerability is always a huge thing and, and makes a difference in that. And then the other thing I would say is that um, leverage others. So, you know, like if you're, if you are working on this, um, have an inner circle or an individual in, in the crowd, which, which, which can uh, monitor how you're showing up and can give you feedback, like be open to that. That's how you're going to get better. In, and usually the better comes after the bombs. I mean, you know, you talk about that. I think of the uh, uh, stand-up comedians, you know, stand-up comedians, they work their material for a long time before they actually get on uh, their Netflix special. Right. So, so uh, it's the same thing, you know, just, just uh, forgive yourself, um, but keep trying and leverage others to help. Yeah. And I, that leveraging others to, to help, I, I've done a lot of uh, outreach over the last six, well, for decades 
in whatever I was doing. It seemed to be a component of, of what I was doing. And I would have people come up to me ahead of the time. They know what the subject matter is. And they want to ask me a question. I go, and they asked me the question. I said, listen, I'm not going to give you the answer right now because I need you when we get to question and answer period to ask that question again so everybody can hear the answer that I want to give you. Are you on board? Yes. And I would, I would like before the presentation, I wouldn't answer any questions, but I would then plant those people back in the audience and said, you know, that is a good question. I need you to, will you do that for me? And they go, yes. Or if I think that the crowd is going to be a little quiet, then maybe I know a couple people in the, the crowd and I'll go, listen, will you ask a question, please? I just need this thing to start rolling. I'll give you the question if you want, but because there's certain areas that we really want to concentrate on, but will you start the ball rolling? Because we all know it takes that first couple people. Sometimes it depends on the, the nature of the crowd, but uh, I have no problem. And it's not that I'm not being genuine. It's just, I want to have a discussion. If people, if there's a barrier to people asking questions, then I'm going to do something to help get that ball rolling down the hill. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's that preparation. If you know, if you think about who's my audience, um, how engaged are they? What else is going on? Sometimes you do need that, that, uh, almost that, uh, thought starter, the person to kind of get things rolling. And I, I gotta say, there's been a couple times when the person has come up to me before the presentations actually started and they had a really difficult question and I've told them the same thing. I said, that's, that's a really good question. And, uh, I'm not going to answer it right now. I want you to ask that question when we're, uh, when we start rolling, when we get to the question and answer period. You know, mm -hmm. they're looking at me. I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to answer the question. Mm -hmm. You might not be happy with the answer, but I think it's that important of a question that needs mm -hmm. to be asked. And myself as a representative of the agency that I work for, uh, I should be answering that question in front of this group. Oh, okay. Okay. So we do it. As employees, there's a couple things we can do to assist as well. And number one, show up. Greg, I don't know how many times I've heard people say, I don't know what's going on. You know, they never tell us anything. Well, when somebody's going to get up and talk to you, then you should show up. We think we want to know everything that's going on. And when the opportunity comes up, it's time to step up and go up there and, and listen to what's being said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. And take an interest. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, you know, you'll go to some speech within the organization you're in and, and somebody's sitting there, you can tell by the body language who really isn't happy about this. And it's like, well, at least they're showing up, but it'd be nice if they showed up with a slightly open mind. But uh, I love watching uh, crowds and people. And uh, I love watching it just before a meeting to see how people are reacting. And you can see the nervous people, you're seeing the people that just love this stuff, uh, or maybe really identify with the speaker. And uh, you can usually see, you know, you know, whether as a cop or whatever, the enforcement role, we'd always sit together as a team, because that's how we move. And uh, it's just interesting to watch the crowd. And just it, it as a speaker, as somebody that's done a lot of presentations and stuff like that, uh, I want people to show up interested. And I, I work the crowd. I don't know about you, Greg, but before I give a speech, or, I'm, I'm in there. And, you know, I've always said, you know, I'm a, I'm a loud introvert. But, you know, if we're going to do this thing, then I, I work the crowd a little bit and get people feeling comfortable because I figure I need some allies in there that are going to ask some questions, even if it's the hard questions. But it's that interest that we, you know, as a speaker, that I'm looking for. And even virtually, um, you know, you try to identify with people that you see on your screen. And, you know, what we're always looking for are people that are interested in what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, and I think this, these two go together for sure. Show up and take an interest. I often also say be present. 
Um, and that it's even more difficult when you're virtual because, you know, I don't know about you, I've got five different devices around and I can, and they're beeping all the time or their lights are coming on and that type of thing. So you can be easily distracted around you, but how do you um, be present? And, you know, this taking interest is taking interest in the conversation, uh, but also if there's stuff that, uh, if it's not valuable stuff that they, they're bringing the meetings for, find a way to be courageous and and share what you really need voice up the things that you might need that would help the team again release their potential to deliver the results um being proactive so take an interest in the session but also um if if you're not getting what you need find a way uh respectfully directly to um, get what you need and that's interesting because uh, in all the outreach I've done, quite often you'll leave out a, a, a survey. And uh, one of the questions I find very valuable, which is directly to your point, is what would you like to see? And in most of the outreach programs that I've involved in over over the years of my, my kind of adult employment, um, those things actually drive the presentations that I've been involved in. Somebody said, listen, you guys haven't talked about this. Or somebody, uh, you know, during question and answer period will go, Listen, I know we're coming to an end, but what's your thoughts on this? This this is something in this area, which has come up recently, and it's been in our local press and stuff like that. And I, I as a presenter, uh, I'm like, you know, your point about making suggestions and stuff, I find that very impactful. I think it's really, really important because even when you're giving a presentation, it's actually still a two-way street. And I yeah. love the idea that people are, you know, presenting is saying, listen, this is the problem we're dealing with. Maybe it's localized, but it's something that is important to us. I love that. I, I think as a, a participant in something, when you have an opportunity to put up your hand or have a quiet word afterwards or fill out a survey form somewhere, if there's something more that you want or a topic specifically you want to see in whatever this program is, then uh, you should definitely step up. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think the next point, you've you've already probably covered it. It was be prepared to take in everything, be present in what's going on and listen because you never know. Uh, you know, I listen to our podcasts after they're done uh, multiple times for quality assurance and for a bunch of other things. And uh, <laughs> I learn more from listening to it again than I do from actually participating in it. And and so that, you know, just knowing that is so important. Like if your organization, you know, records some of these things and, and puts them on your internal website uh, for, you know, education purposes or training, I would listen to it again because it's amazing, you know, when you're present, you know, in the original event, but also in the recorded event, how much you, you learn because you don't actually hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. And give the person a break that's speaking. Not everybody's excellent at these things. And I've heard, uh, I was listening to somebody do some outreach once, Greg, and uh, I went, oh my goodness, this person, uh, you know, in the limited training I've had to do these types of things, I went, this person is breaking every rule. Oh my goodness. And yet it was one of the most compelling talks I've ever heard. And even though the way that it was uh, unleashed on the crowd was terrible, people really identified with this person. This person was genuine. They had all those other traits. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know what, just listen to the message, and especially if the person has that intent that they're just trying to help the situation and impart some wisdom and have a good conversation. Uh, not everybody's great at this type of thing. And even the best of people have terrible days. And the people that are worst at this sometimes ace it. So, you know, I mean, show up and just 
be thankful that people want to share information with you. And sometimes you just got have to give people a pass on the way they do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, we talked a little bit in our past podcast about biases and things that get in our way. And this also shows up here, right? Because if someone's talking about a topic that you aren't as comfortable or have a different opinion, if, if someone, you might have a history with someone and then every time they talk, no matter what they're saying, you're going to read into it and respond in a different way. So finding a way to be open-minded, similar to what we talked about from the manager's perspective, and often these are both sides of the coin kind of thing, right? Is, is to be open. You know, at the end of all of our podcasts, we talk about, we hope that people get a little bit of joy, a little bit of churn. Well, this is one of these things. You might be churning and not want to give the person a break. But when you feel that, then you should say, okay, what do I need to hear? What's the question that I need to ask? How can I dive a little bit deeper and not go into the head spin of um, lost in my thoughts or lost in my uh, biases towards the person or someone who looks like that person? You know, it's like we do it. We all fall into this. And so um, really, these all kind of uh, fit together, right? It's like be present, um, give space, give, be, you know, be kind. Um, and then the next one, ask good questions. So all of them kind of layer in together. And I love the question bit. I would rather cut my talk in half and get a bunch of good questions that, you know, they're, these are topical things that are people's mind relating to the issue that we're talking about or suggestions for other. I'd rather, Greg, answer, like, we've had two podcasts just on questions. And I love questions. And I know you love questions because how insightful they, they make people. Uh, and so I love the idea of bringing good questions. And uh, that's why, you know, before a presentation, if somebody has a question, I ask them to do it during the presentation because they might not be the only one that has that question. And I think, you know, you bring your good questions because that just facilitates the conversation so much better. And as a speaker, I'm willing to cut, uh, not my fee, but the time that I do my narrative, I'm willing to cut that in half easily if we're going to have a bunch of really good questions because it's just a better conversation. Yeah, because we know that the download of data never really sticks. A little bit might stick, uh, but but so much more sticks when you connect the head, the heart to the gut. And usually that's through questions. Usually that's fine, helping people internalize it and making it their own or seeing themselves in the situation always works so much better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And encourage others to show up and be interested as well. Uh, you know, you got the little naysayer sitting beside you that, oh, we never know what's going on. It's like, hey, Greg, guess what? Knowledge time. Let's go. Let's let's go up there and let's listen to what has to be said. And maybe afterwards, maybe you start up a conversation about it as well and and kind of, you know, be a good influence on everybody. And even if the person's a crappy speaker, you know, they're, they're here to, uh, you know, share with us what's going on. And, you know, we're going to get to ask a bunch of questions. So uh, this is the time. Well, and, you know, this is also about, you know, our first point in this section was show up and mostly that meant show up physically, but how you show up is what this is about. And again, it's that mindset again. And again, it's taking that time and saying, okay, how do I show up in a way that encourages learning? How do I show up as a team member that encourages success of myself and the team around me going forward? We all own pieces of this puzzle. And often it starts with, and or ends with how we're showing up and what is our approach. And if our approach is encouragement to be interested, to, to uh, 
help people connect, boy, that's a good thing, no matter what role you have. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, wrap up. Yeah. So for me, this whole topic about missed opportunity is really about when you bring people together, how do you, how do you make that so much more effective? And in other under conversations we've had, we've talked about the, uh, the, one of my favorite books, the art of gathering, which is always being planful and thoughtful around why you're getting together. Well, it's the same thing. If I've got a message to give, if I've got a discussion to facilitate, whatever it is, these are precious opportunities to deepen connection and to create uh, the space for people to be successful. So always be thoughtful, uh, going with the right mindset, uh, be open, be vulnerable, uh, and and uh, just create that space. If you think about this is my role to create this space, and if I'm not the leader, then as I show up, you have equally amount of opportunity to kind of create that space to make these opportunities, these moments impactful. Uh, we, we are all overloaded. We don't have extra time these days. So how we maximize the, effect, the effectiveness of these moments is so, so important. Well, to me, these things have to be approached just like we would approach a one-on-one -on -one meeting. It's just easier to hide in the third or fourth row or with the group of investigators because we all move around like a crowd. But you should really bring yourself like this is a one-on-one -on -one meeting. It is important. Somebody obviously has some things to talk about and you may have really good questions, but it is as important as having that one-to-one -one meeting with your manager because mm -hmm. uh, there's just more people. Maybe the venue is different, but it is that important. I think if you bring that mindset into that, into listening to somebody talk about something, then you're going to get more out of it and it's going to be beneficial. Mm -hmm. Agree fully. And uh, listen, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. And in the spirit of this podcast uh, subject, if you want anything of us, if there are any questions you have of us, or there's some topics that you would like us to cover, we have an infinite number of topics and we have an infinite number of antidotes to talk about those topics. But if there's something that you're looking to hear from us or you have a question of us, then in the show notes uh, is all our contact information. The podcast itself has a Gmail account, talkingnotranting at gmail.com. Send us a note and let us know uh, because this is like one of those meetings we're talking about. So if there's something that we need to talk about or you have some questions of us, please feel free to do so. And we will, of course, do our best to answer you and perhaps put it into a future podcast. Yeah, one other thing I would add is that uh, I've just been hearing this a lot and I, we never asked this, but we, if you're finding these valuable, if you find these helpful, like us and and share us, you know, because uh, I think that's how you know, the whole intention of us building these things or having these is really just to share insights to hopefully create a dialogue. And so, uh, you know, if, if you're finding value, uh, tell a friend, like us on your favorite uh, um, listening um, platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever it is. Um, that will help these stories get out and uh, to more people because we do know a lot of the things that we share are things that we've learned from others and our just hope is to share more of those with you and that you can then share it with others as well because uh, this is all how we grow together. 
That's excellent, Greg. I like that. So, uh, listen, we hope uh, we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you really angry. But, uh, Greg, again, I think your philosophy fits very, very well on this subject as well. Yeah. I, uh, at the end of each of our podcasts, I talk about a learning that I had with my early coach. And that was with any of these coaching situations. Um, you always, the best ones always left with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn. So uh, we definitely don't want to say anything that makes you angry, but maybe we're okay with having something that makes you churn a little bit. And churning or, or be a little peeved is maybe when you Here's something you think, oh, yeah, that's something I got an opportunity to work on, or I haven't done that very well. I want to try that. That's all okay. It's what you do with it. And we also hope that we provide a lot of joy that you do uh, recognize things that you are doing and uh, uh, and are continuing to grow as a manager through some of these dialogues. Yeah, and that's kind of how we develop, uh, how we design this podcast, right? To, uh, you know, there's times when we feel uncomfortable with what we're talking about and I go, oh, maybe I, Greg, I don't see it that way or that's not my experience. That's what we designed this to do is to bring differing views of uh, points of view in. And if you feel uncomfortable at a certain point, then that is not a bad thing. That's a place of learning. And if, uh, you know, what our experience is, is, is like yours and let's celebrate that. But this, this podcast was designed sometimes to take you into an uncomfortable feeling where you go, hmm. I need to think about this. I need to take a take stock of my approach and and how we do things. And is what we're doing the best way, or you know, are there certain aspects to what Greg and Alistair talk about? Maybe there are good suggestions to maybe try out as well. So, and the thing is, like you know, we're not experts in any of this stuff. We've just had a lot of experience, and and both of us have had a lot of people uh, really pour into us and and give us the benefit of their experience. So, uh, being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. I agree. So uh, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.